So in chapter uh, chapter 8, starting with verse 21, uh, some very famous passages in here. And, and I think probably this is the maybe the second most radical section of the Gospel of John uh, when you start to understand it, what Jesus is saying here. Uh, so Jesus said to them again, I am going away and you will seek me and you will die in your sin. Where I'm going, you cannot come. So the Jews said, will he kill himself since he says, where I'm going, you cannot come? He said to them, you are from below, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins, for unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. So they said to him, who are you? Jesus said to them, just what I've been telling you from the beginning. I have much to say about you and much to judge, but he who sent me is true, and I declare to the world that I, what I've heard from him. They did not understand that he had been speaking to them about the Father. So Jesus said to them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he, and that I do nothing on my own authority, but speak just as the Father taught me. And he who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to him. As he was saying these things, many believed in him. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, Everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because my word finds no place in you. I speak of what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have heard from your father. They answered him, Well, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, If you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works Abraham did. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. This is not what Abraham did. You are doing the works your father did. They said to them, We were not born of sexual immorality. We have one father, even God. Jesus said to them, If God were your father... You would love me, for I came from God, and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand why I, what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. You are of your father the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character. For he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you not hear them is that you are not of God. The Jews answered him, Are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my Father, and you dishonor me. Yet I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Truly, truly, I say to you, 
If anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. The Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, as did the prophets. Yet you say, If anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who died? And the prophets died. Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. But you have not known him. I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. May God bless to us this reading from his holy word. This passage, I think, is one of the most important passages in the I am sayings of Jesus, but it's not really one that's mostly considered. Uh, Most of the time when a pastor preaches a sermon, uh, preaches a sermon series on this passage, uh, or on the I am statements in the Gospel of John, they never cross this one. Uh, Yet, it is really probably some of the most profound things that Jesus had to say, but they were also some of the most controversial things that Jesus had to say. There are a lot of people who say that Jesus was a great teacher. There's a lot, there are a lot of people who say that Jesus was a great moral leader, but they don't follow him. They don't really believe him. And the fact is that if you don't really surrender your life to Jesus and you don't understand what Jesus really said, you cannot really say that Jesus was a good teacher are a good moral leader. Because when you consider the effect of what he is saying in this passage, you either have to say that Jesus is the truth and is telling the truth, or that Jesus is the most insane person that has ever lived. Most of the time, we don't catch that because we don't catch the significance of what he said. And to understand it, We need to go back to Moses at the burning bush. And remember the question that Moses asked God at the burning bush. He said, uh, what is your name? And God said, and it's translated in various ways, I am, or I am that I am, or I will be that I will be. Uh, The Hebrew is a bit ambiguous there, but normally it's I am. I am. That is the name of God. As we understand that, let's look at just a few of the verses. We're not going to go through the whole passage. That would take uh, weeks. I was, as I was reading it, I was thinking, oh, I could preach on that. I could, oh, I could preach on that. Oh, that would make a good sermon. Uh, there's too many of those things there. But let's take a few of them in the very few minutes that we have. And I'm going to hit them quickly, but to give you the force of what Jesus is saying here. In 8.24, he says, Unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Basically, what Jesus is saying here, uh, and we, we often add the he in there, even though the he is not really in the Greek. Jesus says, 
unless you believe I am, you will die in your sins. In other words, Jesus is saying here, the guys didn't get it, but we can see it. Unless you believe that I am God, you're going to die in your sins. Now, you can imagine if I was standing before you and say, hey, guys, I, I know that you think I'm a great preacher, and I really appreciate that, but frankly, if you don't believe that I'm God, then you're going to go to hell. You guys would probably not come back next week. You know, mostly being polite people, you wouldn't storm out or anything right then, but you probably would say, okay, i got to get out of here and never come back because it's lunacy. But that's what Jesus was saying there. Or look at verse 828. He says, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, that is, when you've crucified me. So he's prophesying his crucifixion. He says, when you have crucified me, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am. He's saying essentially is, you're going to crucify me, and it's at that point that you'll understand that I'm God. Again, that has to go down, you know, in the top 100 craziest sayings anybody's ever said in history, unless it's true, which it was. Still, they didn't get it. You're seeing that. They're interacting. They're certainly getting a little bit hot under the collar along the way. Um, then he says, so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now, what is his word? Uh, we like to quote, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. That's not what Jesus said. He said, if you abide in my word. What was his word? It was what he was saying. So he's saying, if you will abide in the reality that I am God and that everything I'm telling you is true, at that point you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And they were offended because they're like, well, hey, we're Abraham's children. We've never been slaves to anybody. And you know, I, I think Jesus might have been tempted to say, oy vey, people, remember Egypt? <laughs> you have been slaves. But you know, it's in their pride and arrogance, they just brush over that. Oh, look at this one, uh, verse 842. If God were your father, they're saying, hey, God's our father. You know, you can't claim God as your father. He's our father. Um, if God were your father, you would love me, for I came from God, and I am here. Again, it's a bit of a reference back to the father, but he's saying, I have come from God. God's my father. I am from him. And it's only God who is from God in that sense. Or how about this one? Verse 854. It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. So Jesus here is explicitly saying, God is my Father. He's not saying God is the Father of humankind that God is the father of mankind. You know, you can't say in a generic sense that God is the father of all humanity. He's not. God is the father of Jesus and all who through Jesus are adopted into his family. We are the only ones as Christians, according to John in chapter 1, who have the right to be called children of God because we've been born of God through Jesus, through our belief in Jesus. Another Crazy statement, but probably 
the craziest of all is the one in 858 where they were literally at that moment slapped in the face with the reality of what Jesus was saying. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Before Abraham was, I am. In that moment, Jesus is explicitly and clearly claiming to be God. He's not saying that he is a son of God like the Caesars were considered sons of God. He's not saying that he is a God like some some groups would uh, would want to say. And God is the God, but he is a God. He is not saying that he is one of the 30 million kind of like Hindu gods. He is saying there's only one God and he, Jesus, is God. And so that always puts us, and people, people then ran away from it, people today run away from it. Because if you understand it, you have a choice. Either your choice is to completely discredit and discard everything that Jesus said. Because if that statement is not true, how can we believe anything else? If that statement's not true, why should we listen to Jesus who says, turn the other cheek? If that statement's not true, then the smart thing for us to do is if somebody gets us, we get them back. If that statement is not true, then why do we take up our cross and follow Jesus? If that statement's not true, it's idiocy to take up a cross and follow a man who is patently insane and was spouting such insanities that we never, I mean, we wouldn't listen to anybody today saying things like Jesus was saying. But if that statement is true, and the cross and the resurrection demonstrate the truth of what Jesus is saying, he was right when he said, when I am lifted up, then you will know that I am. If that statement is true, then the only choice we have is to surrender our lives and follow Jesus. Because any other choice is a denial of God. Any other choice is a refusal of God. Any other choice is to say, God, I don't really trust you. I don't really believe you. I don't really follow you, even though I like some of the things you say, and I'll do a little bit of it as long as it's convenient to me. But that's not the kind of loyalty and commitment and surrender that God requires. And so we surrender our lives to Jesus, knowing that Jesus who seemed to be the craziest of all people was actually the most sane person who ever lived because he is the one who knew God. He is the one who died on the cross and rose from the dead just as he said he would. He is the one who will come again. He is the one who is living in us. He is the one who unites us as Christians with the Father. And he is the one worthy of our trust.
and our surrender. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you, we honor you, and we do indeed surrender to you. We believe that you are God just like you said you were. Thank you for being so unambiguous, so clear, so forthright in telling